segment of Resilient Stories podcast. I am Dr. Tommy Watson, where we share the grit and glory behind the stories of amazing people like you who have bounced back from failure university to go and live their best lives on purpose. Today's show is being sponsored by Million Dollar Business Pathway, where we believe everyone has a story to tell and to sell. You want to learn how to tell and sell your story, go to tawatson.com under the, under the program and products tab and click on Million Dollar Business Pathway to get yourself started. So folks, are you guys ready for another amazing show today? Joining me, I have the one and only Scott Schilling. Good morning, Scott. Well, good morning. Thank good you. Morning, I'm so honored to be here. Hey, I'm glad to have you here as well. And it is an honor to have you. Um, Scott, before we go into the questions, tell the audience a little bit about um, any latest happenings going on with you. Well, you know, we just lived through a uh, snowmageddon here in yeah. uh, Dallas. So yes. um, there's a whole bunch of uh, uh, new lessons that were just learned again over the last week to 10 days. Um, not only for the state, but for us personally and for everybody, our hearts go out. We, we were very blessed through everything, mm-hmm. uh, very fortunate. Uh, our hearts go out to those who did not have it as we did. So, um, again, just, you know, there are always lessons, uh, you know, out of every test, there's a testimony. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, you, you have, what's your latest book that's out there now? My latest book is called That Sucks, What Now? Real World Solutions wow. for Getting Through What You're Going Through. Wow, very apropos for, for, for right now as well. Absolutely. Scott, before, we, before we jump in, um, if folks want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to contact you? Best way to get me, just email me, scott at scottschilling.com. I'm, I don't fi- make it hard to find me. <laughs> so just reach out. would love to talk to, to everybody. Plain and simple. And Scott is a plain and simple guy, great guy. Again, I appreciate you being here, Scott. Now, the purpose of our podcast is to really introduce our, our listeners to uh, you know amazing people like yourselves and to have you walk us through your story. So I'm going to start with my first question for you, Scott. Scott, what's been the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome personally or professionally in your life? Well, I, the, the, that's really what the whole book is about, is, is multiples of those, but probably the biggest is a near-death experience about five and a half years ago. Uh, I was walking along one day. I was walking, I was walking, I was walking, and all of a sudden my legs stopped. Wow. And I was I was standing on two tingling stumps. I was literally in the middle of a full-blown cerebellar stroke. And if you understand the cerebellum, it's responsible for speech, memory, fine motor skills, walking, talking, vertigo. By the grace of God, I walked through uh, with no after effect. Wow. So, so, so tell us a little more about that. When, when you were going through that, um, did, when you say a near death, what made it a near death experience? Well, so I, I, we went to the emergency room, uh, they misdiagnosed me. They released me five hours later with a major migraine and the pain got so great. I was back in my uh, hotel room and, um, uh, my head just felt like it was going to blow off. Wow. And, um, the pain was so great. I called out, God help. Yeah. And I heard an audible drop to your knees. Wow. And so I slid out of bed. I had my elbows up on the bed. I said, Lord, I've been teaching your plan and timing as 
perfect for a couple of years now. Yeah. I do not pretend to understand this plan or this timing. Yeah. I do not believe your plan is to call me home. And I do not believe your plan is to maim me or disable me. Mm-hmm. So I'm choosing to believe that your plan is to wake me up. Duly noted, you got my attention. And I'm supposed to use this event to serve and save myself and others physically and spiritually going forward for the rest of my life. And if that, in fact, is your will for my life, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to please give me the guidance to implement that the very best I possibly can. And if it's not your will for my life, understand whatever you got, I'm good with. Yes. Well, I went to climb back up into bed and I didn't climb into bed. I climbed down to a cloud total peace, no pain, wow. fell straight asleep, actually woke up the next day, went on set, shot three TV shows, wow. then went to a neurologist, uh, he, uh, another neurologist who said, I think you got a trapped occipital nerve radiating these headaches. Let's get an MRI. Couldn't get the results until the next day. First words from his mouth is get your butt to the hospital, check into ICU. You've had a stroke. Wow. So it was that, that two day, well, it was really the experience of, cli- of, of climbing up on that cloud and just having a peace about it. I've never had since I never had before. That's right. Just absolutely amazing. Right. And again, I appreciate you being so transparent about sharing your story as well. So when you heard, um, when you heard the words from the doctor saying you had a stroke, you know, there's a lot of us out here who've heard of individuals having those uh, moments, what were the feelings that ran through your, I mean, we don't necessarily know the feelings and emotions that one goes through. What were the feelings and emotions that ran through your head when you heard those words? Well, I'm a, I'm a professional speaker, trainer, and sure. executive coach. Yeah. And so if there's especially a part of the brain that I didn't need to t- have a stroke happen, it would be the the part of the brain that controls all those, being able to speak, being able to remember, being able to, you know, have the balance to move and things like that. So you go through the, you go through an immediate shot of fear, or at least I did. But at the same time, I felt a peace that was beyond anything I had ever felt before. And so the, it really came down to, um, do I trust in fact, that God's got me through this right. and is going to, and is going to hold me safe and harmless. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was after they did the MRI. So I walked around, I was on set. I shot TV shows. I did. I mean, I felt like a China doll that was about to break when the minute they told me wow. you've had a stroke, wow. that's when everything changed wow. because, it, because I didn't know, enough about what strokes do or how it would respond or then all those emotions rush in. Well, then I spent six days in intensive care and that was a whole nother experience. So you don't know what you'll experience until you're in it. And then once you're in it, you don't know exactly how you're supposed to feel. That's right. Yeah. Which is why I do shows like this to help people understand that, I was very blessed to come through. You can too. The situation is just the situation. Yes. You know, put your faith in God and come on through. Absolutely. And Scott, again, that, that's pretty powerful. So six days in ICU, 
um, what were the coping mechanisms that you turned to to keep yourself from going in, even even into depression, you know, during that time? Because a lot of folks who go to ICU uh, and can't mentally sustain themselves for six days, can't do it for six hours. So what were the coping mechanisms you kind of turned to to help you get through that process and to get back into place where, where you are now? Well, the reality is they couldn't figure out why I had the stroke. Yeah. We didn't figure that out for 30 days after I was out of intensive care. Wow. I actually got hit in the back of the head by my the back deck of my Lexus came down, hit me in the head and dissected a vessel in, in the brain. Well, we didn't know that. So they were trying to treat me based on all sorts of different things to the extent where they, the doctors, the, the entire team was actually just outside my door. And they said, um, we can't, they weren't, they were talking amongst themselves and they said, we, we don't understand why this guy's alive. Wow. You know, we've got two other stroke patients on the floor. They're MRIs, nothing nearly as bad as his. He's in here laughing, joking, goofing off. I just don't understand what's going on. And I said, I heard him. And so I said, Doc, I got it figured out. And he leaned in and he said, what? I said, I got it all figured out. And the whole group came walking in. He goes, okay, smart butt. You know, <laughs> what? what is it? Right. I said, it's obvious. It's God's grace, mercy, and favor on my life. Wow. Yeah. And he said, well, that's as good an answer as we got. Yeah. And see, I actually got frustrated over time because I kept on hearing for six days from the medical experts, we don't understand why you're alive. Wow. And so at one point I finally said, you know what? I'm just sorry to disappoint you. I've always been an overachiever. I yeah. lived. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. it was, it was a little bit of like I'm buzzing right now. You just got to, you know, if you don't have faith, you got nothing. Absolutely. Right. And so you hit, I was really in that place of trusting that more than I was trusting anything else. Which is awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, and Scott, when you're going through this, did you have someone there with you giving you encouragement at all? Uh, yeah, my, my wife and sister-in-law were there that, you know, I had some friends there that we were out there actually at an infomercial shoot. So I had friends in town, you know, that would stop by, um, you know, they'd come in and, but again, they're hearing what the, what the doctors are saying. Absolutely. Yeah. And then they're looking at me and having conversations Right. and there was no the two weren't matching up. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to be able to do this, but you're doing this. Right. You're not supposed to be able to do this, but you're doing this. Right. So they were confused. I mean, literally everybody sat in a place of confusion. Absolutely. You know, did, did any of those folks give you any type of words of encouragement that you remember that kind of, that you held on to that, that was. In oh the, yeah. You know, they, they, they prayed over me. They, um, you know, laid hands on me. They, they, um, did just, you know, that's what it was. It was all about encouragement. There was a lot of, but again, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Yeah. So I didn't know what I know now about the medical situation until after the fact. And then after you live it and study it a little bit. Sure. Right. And so other people are the same way. They don't necessarily know what you're going through until and they don't necessarily know how to react either mm -hmm. because it's, especially when there's conflicting information and, it, and it's confusing. Absolutely. So 
Yeah, I had a lot of different encouragement. I, I don't know that I can tell you a specific word or a specific that, but it was, it was people being there and having conversation with me, mm-hmm. you know, that really helped. Right. It sounds like your faith played a huge part in this as well. You know, was there anything else that kept you motivated to keep fighting, keep going during this moment? Well, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, you feel like some really great things are happening in your life and in your career and in your whatever. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's like, bam, you know, something happens and people start to educate you on what the fallout from that will be. Sure. Sure. What the residual will be. And so, you, you know, they start telling you of the, negative consequences that you will experience Mm -hmm. working to do good, working to warn you, working to um, have you prepared. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, the brain, the mind, your body is an amazing thing. You go to where your focus is, right? And either you focus on these potential negative things setting in Mm -hmm. or you go, no, I don't feel like that at all. And so I'm going to focus on coming back, speaking, training, you know, you kind of use it as a, well, it's just another experience. Here we go. Yeah. Comes, comes a motivator for you, right? Yeah. Not, not to make light of it by any stretch. It's extremely serious, Mm -hmm. but it's the, it's the lessons that you learn out of it that become so important. And quite frankly, that's the way it is with anything in life. Yeah. And, and, you know, Scott, um, that, that's pretty profound. As you think about your situation, um, almost possibly losing your life to a stroke and all the, the ordeals you went through with it, um, how would you say that situation changed you as a person? Well, a lot of different ways. You start to understand, you know, that life is finite. Absolutely. You know, that it can be one, you know, for me, it was... The, the, again, it took us 30 days to figure this out, but it was me going to a speaking event, balancing a box of books on my knee, flipping the back hatch up, ducking underneath and getting hit. Yeah. You know, who would have thought that the back hatch of, a, of an SUV could take you out? Sure. Right. Yeah. And so you don't, you know, you start to understand things a little differently. One of the things I did is I created... Um, five questions that I teach my clients, my students in any situation. Mm-hmm. What was the lesson? What was the gift? What did I do to create this? Yes. How would I modify it next time to make it better? How is this going to serve me the rest of my life? Yes. Great question. See, and when you start to ask <clears throat> yourself those, even about this situation, you know, what's the lesson? When you get hit in the back of the head by the tailgate of your car, you should probably get checked out. Mm-hmm. What was the gift? I lived through it. Yeah. What I do to create it? Well, I was in a rush and I threw it up too hard. Mm-hmm. What would I do next time? Don't do that and get rid of that car. You don't ever keep a car that attacks you. How you gonna, <laughs> how's it going to serve you the rest of your life? <clears throat> I'm going to share the story from a place of helping people understand that these things happen, That's right. but you can come through them. That's right. Okay. It's an event. Yeah. That, that's, that's powerful and a great way of looking at it and great questions as well. So as you look at your process of going through and coming out, um, would, would you do anything differently from 
the moment you were hitting the head to where you are today or the anything you do? Yeah. You know, I, you know, I would have, I would have gotten checked out uh -huh. um, because I did have a headache for about eight days uh, in a row. Uh, they, they call that a clue, right? The body's pretty amazing. It, it's sending you a message. Um, I, you know, I got on an airplane in that, in the middle of that on the fourth day, flew from Dallas to LA and, you know, I had a very unusual um, headache on the plane because of altitude and then coming back down through. Yeah, I would have, I would have done things differently, but, you know, sometimes, you know, it's just like why men don't ask for directions. Right. Yeah. I mean, we think we got it. Yeah. And so you go through and what I learned is we don't always have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I'd, I would, I would, you know, choose different choices. Yes. But I made the decisions I made and got the experience I did because of that. Yeah. It sounds like listening to your body, your body, your body always does as well. You know, you know so mm -hmm. Scott, we're coming off a year where folks have lost uh, people in the listening audience out there, probably lost family, finances, loved ones lost their confidence come out of 2020 what advice would you give these folks to keep fighting keep going let them know that <clears throat> a brighter day is going to come what would you want to tell those folks out there well what is given me comfort um because you know i mean i'm a, a executive coach professional speaker and trainer and that whole industry all events went away yes. you know so we've we've suffered our uh share of changes and in, in, in opportunities as well. But for me, it's standing in faith of, and understanding that all things work together for my good. Yeah, that's right. And God's plan and timing is perfect. That's right. It doesn't say all things are good. It doesn't say all things are easy. Yes. But it says all things work together for my good. So right. if you can step out of the emotion uh, of being caught up in it all. And I'm not suggesting this is all easy, but if you can step out of the emotion and you can forward vision cast a little bit, you know, what are the possibilities? Many people lost jobs. That's unfortunate. The question I'd ask you is how many of those people lost jobs that they hated anyway? Yeah. Right. And now it gives them new visibility to look at something else. Again, didn't say it was easy. Didn't say it was fun, uh -huh. but it gives them that opportunity. So again, I think the, the thing that we all have a choice. There's one definition that works for two words, and that is belief in the unseen, assurance of the unknown. Sure. Well, that's the definition of fear. Uh -huh. It's belief in the unseen, hasn't happened yet. Uh -huh. Assurance of the unknown. I'm still looking around for it, sure. but you're looking for a negative consequence. It's also the definition for faith. Uh -huh. Belief in the unseen hasn't happened yet, but I think it's going to be good. Right. Assurance of the unknown. Man, I think it's awesome. So in order to get into either fear or faith, we have to leave the present and we have to step into an imagined future. That's right. Now, the only question is, are you imagining a positive future or a negative future? That's right. Very well said. Yes. Uh -huh. And and so the the reality is, while we tend to 
hear so much stuff, you know, from the media and from people and from people close around us and, oh, this, you know, you're going down or this isn't going to work or how are we going to, right? The point is, if you focus on the other side, wow, what new bright opportunities do I have? I'm not the only person who's gone through this seven and a half billion people are going through it. Right. You're not alone. What, what could I do? How could I find a new friend like you to be on their podcast, to be of service to you right. and to your audience? How could I reach you through a friend like Jamie who has stepped up in a time of trouble and found her voice and gone out and, and positively impacted so many already? Right. And she'll impact many more. That's right. So the point is that, yeah, things don't, ha I mean, some people look at it as things are happening to me. How about looking at it as things are happening for me? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if we can get into that place where it's happening for us, how would you critically evaluate that as opposed to the to me? That's right. Yeah. You know, that's, that's very well said, folks. If you're not fired up after hearing what Scott's talking about here, man, I'm not sure what's going on with you. Now, you mentioned Jamie. Jamie Wright was a guest on our podcast who um, endured um, um, unthinkable domestic violence and has turned that situation into an incredible story where she's motivating people in the Houston area and around the country. So, um, got to definitely check out her podcast as well. So, Scott, again, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to contact you again? Just reach out by email, scott at scottschilling.com. I love to talk to, uh, to folks. I, I, that is my real email. I do answer it. Uh, sometimes I get really busy. It may yeah. take a little bit. Yeah. But, the, but the fact is, uh, as we were talking before we went on, you know, if you've got want to, I'll share my experience base with you. Yeah. You, you can teach all sorts of things. You can't teach want to. That's right. But my grandma used to call it, you have to have some get up and go about yourself, boy. She said, you have to have some get up and go about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, uh, folks, if you're looking for a coach out there, a speaker, um, you got to contact Scott, uh, Scott Schilling. Reach out to him. Great guy. Scott, we've talked about some tough stuff. Are you ready to have some fun now? Absolutely. All it's right. always fun. So this is the, the, the portion of our show called our Rapid Fire Purpose Questions. I'm going to ask you some questions about purpose. I'm not going to elaborate on any of the questions. I'm going to simply ask you to give me and the audience your best response, okay? Got it. Here we go. All right. Scott, give us an example how you have turned a dream into reality. Well, I was standing on the stage in front of 25,000 people in a, in a uh, basketball arena and sharing the stage with General Colin Powell and Laura Bush and Susie Orman and things like that. Yeah. Pretty fun. That, that, that's a good way to do it. What gives your life meaning? Uh, you know, I think faith and, and family and, you know, loving the people around me. Absolutely. If money wasn't an issue, what would you do with your time? I'd do what I'm doing right now. I love coaching. I love lifting people up. I love uh, helping people achieve their dreams. Yes. What word best describes you? Perseverance. Perseverance. Okay. What problem do you want to solve in our world? Well, my platform is to return respect, honor, and dignity to the planet. Respect is how I treat you. Honor is how I lift you up. 
dignity is how I feel once I've done that. I love it. What was your favorite thing to do as a kid? Any sport. Any sport. <laughs> no limitations. I love it. What do you wish you had more time to do? Goof off and enjoy some of the most beautiful points in uh, the world that God's created. Absolutely. What does your 15-year-old self imagine you'd be doing right now? Well, I think I pretty much thought that I'd be doing something similar to this. I, you know, that, that I'd be serving people and, 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 and providing solutions. Yes. What do you love to teach others? That they can accomplish anything they want if they just focus on it. Okay. Who inspires you the most? Oh, gosh, I got amazing kids, an amazing wife, a, a puppy dog that's just fun to watch. <laughs> that's a great combination there. What's something about yourself that the listening audience and myself would be surprised to learn about you? Oh, probably how many times I've been knocked down. Okay. All right. What's on your bucket list to do within the next year? Buy an island in the British Virgin Islands. There you go. I love it. <laughs> I'll be there to visit you as well when you get there, all right? It's amazing how many friends I'm adding. Absolutely. I'm one of your, your, your best ones now. What's something you'll spend your time doing no matter what? Um, listening to and, and helping people. Okay. What do you want your grandchildren to say about you? He's a good guy. If you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? Oh, man. I think I think the best superpower anybody could have would would be to um, even out the world a little bit. Okay, I love it. If I were to walk around your house right now, what clues would reveal to me what it is that you love? What, what I would have? What, what clues would reveal to me about what it is that you love if I walked around your house right now? Oh boy, uh, you see a lot of books. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good indicator right there. Yeah. What do you love to learn about? People. Okay. People, they fascinate me. What sparks your creativity? Oh, that's good. Um, a, a unique new challenge. Okay. If you became president today, what law would you pass first? Boy, if, if I could mandate treating people with respect, honor, and dignity, I'd do it in a minute. Yes, I think you'd, get my, you'd certainly get my vote for that. If you could follow someone around for a day, who would it be and why? Well, a number of years ago, I said, uh, that's an easy one, it'd be Richard Branson because he's just a genius entrepreneur and I got that opportunity. Sure, awesome. What's the best gift someone's ever given you? Hmm just time to be with them and enjoy it in a beautiful location with fun. Yeah. Having fun. What's the best compliment you've ever received? Um, you know, I'm just, I want to thank you for leading with your faith and not being afraid to say what you said from stage. Yes. Yes. What's been the one thing you have never been afraid to do? Work hard. Okay, good. 
What moment from your childhood are you most proud of? You know, what just popped in my head is winning a Cub Scout softball game 72 to nothing. <laughs> That's kind of demoralizing for the other, the other two. Well, yeah. that was before the, yeah, before they put those rules in. Absolutely. <laughs> Sock it too, huh? What does success look like for you? <clears throat> well, I think success is, is, you know, planned balance in all areas of life. You, balance is a, is a myth, but when it work, be where your feet are. If you're working, work. If you're playing, play. Mm -hmm. If you're working on your financial side, work on your, you know, wherever you are, be where your feet are. Yeah, I love it. If I were to speak to the people who know you best, what would they say your purpose is in life? Uh, they'd all say, this is an amazing heart-centered guy that, that wants to see people succeed. Yeah, great. What are you most grateful for? Being alive. Yes. What's been the biggest lesson you've learned in life? <clears throat> uh, you're going you're gonna to be off course far more than you're ever on course. It's not about that. It's about learning to be less uh, on off course, less often, less far. Yes. And Scott, last but not least, how do you want to be remembered in history? You know, as, as a guy who's living his uh, God-given talents and capabilities to their fullest and creating the greatest positive impact on the planet they could. Awesome. Scott, you survived. Give yourself a round of applause, my man. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you i appreciate awesome that job awesome job scott ladies and gentlemen if, if uh, you're not inspired after this podcast i'm not sure what's going on with you again scott if people want to get a hold of you what's the best way to contact you just email me at scott at scott .com. yes i love it so scott the purpose of our podcast is, is for two reasons okay it's to get people to focus on resiliency and purpose what closing thoughts can you give our audience around resilience and purpose? <clears throat> well, again, I think it kind of comes down a little bit to what I said about you're going to be off course far more than you're ever on course. Resilience is, is realizing that in order to get any kind of feedback in life, you have to take action. Uh, you're going to be off course. That means you're going to, your feedback's going to pull you back on course. Resilience is that ability to bounce back um, once you've taken an action and done that, purpose is is the reason that you do it. It's the passion. It's the drive. It's the utilizing the talents and capabilities you've been gifted and granted. Right. So if you can uh, work in an area that allows you to be on purpose, right? That that allows you to live fulfilled and understand you're going to bounce around it, it's right. not nobody said this this whole time on earth was going to be easy right they just said that you're going to have an opportunity so resiliency is taking it understanding that and saying swswswswn yeah. some will some won't so what someone's waiting next yeah i love it i love it it's got great advice Folks out there, if you're looking for a great coach, uh, speaker, be sure to reach out to Scott Shittleman. Great guy, great message there. And if you're someone out there who has a story of overcoming it and you want to share that story, we want you to come on and talk to us. Go to tawatson.com, 
subscribe to our podcast, Resilient Stories, download this episode, rate it, share with your folks on social media. And everyone, again, thank you all for joining us today. Peace. Yours truly, Dr. Watson. Bye.